Payments is an industry that has an incredibly wide moat. Throughout my career, I've, I've evolved with payments technology. The world of financial services are you know, changing quite quickly. I always knew I was going to start my own company. Welcome to InCheck with FinTech. Welcome everyone to a new episode of InCheck with FinTech organized by PCN. My name is Rogier Roepen van der Voort, and on this show, we interview people from the fintech space to talk about the most exciting companies, hot topics, and the latest trends and developments. This week, we'll be talking to Leroy Carey, who is the scaling director at Juni. Um, Juni has developed a banking app and platform tailored to the e-commerce and online marketing entrepreneurs. Um, they announced their Series A last July of $21.5 million dollars. They were listed on the Sifted Breakout Fintechs to Watch in Europe for 2021 and have big ambitions for growth. They started from Sweden, but actually have most of their people fully remote. So enough to talk about on this week's episode, together with Leroy Carey. Leroy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for having us here. Um, oh, great to, uh, to be part of this. Yeah, no, likewise. Great, uh, great to have you. So uh, kind of to get to ease into it, how, how do you become, how does one become, or how did you become the scaling director at Juni? Uh, yeah, um, it's uh, it's been a seven month, no, eight month journey now actually. Um, so, like uh, like most, um, I kind of saw Juni uh, had raised a, a seed round at that point. Um, on uh, I was on Crunchbase at that moment. Um, for those not familiar, Crunchbase is a great tool to uh, to search uh, fundraising activities. And yeah, I saw that Juni had reached out um, uh, and raised a very good round. Um, at that point, I was very interested in the world of e-commerce and most particularly uh, fintech and how those two worlds can combine. After having read an article um, about you know the kind of the the the, the importance of e-commerce in today's world. Um, and yeah, a few a few emails later, uh, one or two conversations. I had just quit my job at that point. And I uh, just said, you know, I'm going to go straight into this, um, completely uh, straight into this head first. And uh, yeah, it was amazing back in December last year. Um, and yeah, now we're uh, now we're uh, post-series A funded and uh, around 50 people. Um, and when I had joined, it was around six of us at that point. So um, really looking forward to see what the future grows on this. Great. I love that. And what, what did you do before Juni, before you joined? Yeah. Um, so I had just entered, well, my apologies, I had... Uh, just concluded, I was about a year and a half into a, a startup here in uh, Amsterdam called Ziva, um, an email security B two B software, you could say SaaS company. And um, yeah, I was there heading up all things kind of recruitment related um, strategy around uh, people, um, happiness, etc., and also making sure that that company as well was kind of in the right place when it came to um, you know diversity, growing the team. And, uh, and all things for learning and development, et cetera. Um, before that, um, I was in a company called Festicket uh, in London, um, where I joined as like number 30 and, and, and really helped that company grow to over 250 people um, across nine different countries um, in terms of setting up offices, et cetera, as well. Kind of like the right hand, you could say, to the CEO in that company. Um, and then before that, just very much broadly, all things kind of people, talent, recruitment related um, across London, uh, Berlin, etc. Um, since 2012 now, so uh, yeah, a bit, a bit of a long tooth in the game now. But uh, ten years later, well, nearly ten years, we're here now at Juni. Exactly. Yeah. No. Exciting. And now you are obviously the scaling director, right? What does that entail? I mean, your title suggests you're involved in scale, but is that mainly focused on the people side of things, or what does your yeah. role entail exactly? 
Good question. So um, scaling scaling is actually a term very commonly used. And I have to say, in truth, I actually uh, stole the terminology from my last company at Ziver. Um, and it actually encompasses an amazing, um, an amazing kind of world of all things people, talent, but also in terms of growth and strategy about the business. So what I say scaling ultimately is, is ensuring that Juni has the best tools and strategy for success. And um, what that means is if we're talking about people, um, systems, uh, processes, and also most importantly as well, in, in, in helping out when it comes to things like, you know, those investor decks, um, you know, those investor reports, talking to the right people and getting people excited about the prospect of Juni and generally being an ambassador for the business. So um, yeah, it's been a been a, a, a title which um yeah i believe actually gitlab um um coined first uh, scaling vps of scaling etc scaling directors um and yeah i think junior one of the few people who use that term some people might also liken the role to the to the position of chief of staff it's a very much more used terminology i think uh, but i think chief of staff is is, is not people focused so, so so much typically uh, but rather kind of process driven whereas i think scaling direct encompasses both people and process Exciting. Um, it sounds good. Cool. Before we talk uh, a bit more out, uh, about your role, I have a lot of questions uh, about that. Can you talk us through a little bit about uh, Juni? Kind of what is their founding story, if you will? Yeah, really good question. So, um, yeah, Juni, uh, yeah, what, what, what the, the why? Juni was created very simply uh, to build um, a solution, a, a bank which ultimately will um, serve and cater for those internet first companies. And, and internet first companies, are businesses which you could say spend money online to make money online. And if you think of how companies spend money online, it's typically the world of advertising. So if you think of um, anytime you're on Instagram or Facebook, you might see a sponsored post, uh, someone trying to you know target you with an advertisement for a uh, homeware, you know, kids wear, uh, fashion, etc. There is at the end of the day someone on the other side of that, a business uh, which could be a enterprise company, say uh, the likes of a Zalando or someone who's selling you um, uh, e-commerce um, um, clothing, or, or maybe there is a, a dropshipper on the other side who's selling, um, you know, rugs, maybe, who knows. And uh, at the end of the day, that audience has to be um, has to be catered for. And there is an audience there of internet first entrepreneurs who might not have the, you know, they might be a small business. It could be typically a, a group of friends, maybe. Uh, maybe three or four people selling some products and they might not have the focus on finance you know they might not have that finance director in the company uh, but what they do have is they have the amazing ability to know how to source products how to sell those products and ultimately how to cater for their audience and what they need to find is ultimately a you could say a, a companion a financial companion and that's what juni is juni is their financial companion who will ultimately ensure that they have first and foremost a bank built for them. When I say built for them, typically uh, uh, anyone who, who who has ever worked in the world of advertising or uh, e-commerce would know the pain points of working with a bank that hasn't got the compliance focus around kind of advertising. They'll often see their cards being blocked when it comes to Facebook advertisements, Instagram advertisements, and those ultimately uh, lead to just uh, innate frustrations. So uh, there's that. There's secondly, there's the idea that they'll have a, a financial companion that will, in theory, educate them in terms of the best way to, um, to, 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 to source credit where possible. That's something that we're going to be rolling out very, very soon. Um, so a lot of these companies are very, very asset heavy, but maybe not so cash liquid at points, so they might need credit. Uh, and then last and lastly, um, it's also about the insights and data about understanding your, your spend, your advertising, 
how much you're how much you're uh, how much you're um, um, you know investing in these products and ultimately are you getting the best return on investment for your advertising uh, and that's kind of what junior is encompassing those kind of three uh, key points so um, yeah it's a uh, it's very much targeting internet first business owners e-commerce entrepreneurs and those kind of fast growing you know e-commerce uh, businesses that you see kind of popping up um, uh, every every day interesting so it's a surrogate CFO if you will for the digital entrepreneur. I would exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> and how is that different from a normal bank? So you say kind of normal banks don't necessarily comply with all of maybe the rules or the setup that a digital entrepreneur is looking for. Um, and that's what uh, you guys try to cater to. Is that kind of the main differentiator, would you say, between a traditional bank and Juni? Yeah, there is There is a lot of, um, I believe, a lot of, Internet first kind of entrepreneurs will say that there is a lot of admin and pain points when it comes to that t- kind of typical um, 20th century bank, um, you know, if, uh, not to call out any banks, certainly, but uh, there is a very, very um, slow and uh, regulatory process which comes with, with, with kind of traditional banking. Um, and now you'll see a lot of neo banks, challenger banks popping up to solve particular pain points. And our pain point really is that internet first entrepreneur who is tired of cards being blocked is tired of compliance not working with them is tired of you know their livelihood being affected because whilst um uh, you know whilst your bank might block your transaction due to you know as a as a retail uh, uh, transactor someone might say well actually right here you spent too much money recently are you sure that this is a uh, you and you might say well no it's, it's me i might have to put a payment for again that's your pain point but uh, an internet first business which relies on advertising who might have uh, a downtime of a couple of hours and the advertising campaigns could lose out on tens of thousands of euros in revenue. And um, it's not something that they'll face with Juni, which is uh, certainly one thing that we can say. We've got a, a specialist compliance team who are built um, with this in mind, but also come from the industry. A lot of our team are people who are coming from the industry of advertising, uh, e-commerce, who understand how to, how, to, uh, how to get these people up and running as quickly as possible and giving them the best possible service that they can have. So um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a pain point that a lot of entrepreneurs who work in this world will feel. Um, and that's why a lot of our team, as I said, do actually run their own or have come from dropshipping, have come from e-commerce, have their own ad networks or performance performance marketing um, agencies, et cetera. Um, so they know exactly where our customers are coming from. We started PCN 12 years ago with a view to serving the fintech community from a growth perspective. Since 2008, PCN has helped household names in fintech as well as the largest global merchants grow with the best talent who have specific financial technology experience. If you are a VC with a portfolio of fintech businesses, a scale-up looking to hire the best talent, or a merchant looking to hire a head of payments or an entire payments team, get in touch today for a no-obligation consultation on how PCN can help you accomplish your hiring goals. That's really interesting. So the the founders or the the people who started the company basically saw the pain or felt the pain, if you will, and figure why is there not a company that's catering to this? And hell, uh, Junior was born. Exactly, and even Samir, our CEO, same same principle. He uh, he he, he uh, was very heavily involved in the kind of world of e-commerce before, and uh, kind of I believe uh, in short, Junior kind of came off the back of those pain points uh, in, in in theory. That's lovely. And when did you guys start? Oh, good question. So uh, 
formulated in the middle of last year, so middle of 2021. Uh, sorry, 2020, my apologies. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. But um, you could say we really, we really started the growth of the team around November last year in 2020. And then with, this, with, the, uh, with the kind of Series A, um, you could say that, you know, we, uh, well, we went to market March 1 is when we uh, launched a product to, to, to beta users. And uh, the series A very shortly followed after that in, in well, April 2021, uh, May 2021. That's very exciting. Uh, talking a bit about that uh, kind of um, hiring or growing the company, if you will. So in November 2020, you guys basically started growing the team. Um, now you guys are fully remote. Can you talk a bit more about that, how that came about? And um, yeah, why, why did Junie choose to do that instead of just being in Stockholm, where there's also a lot of companies... A lot of talent being there, a lot of companies successfully growing. Why did you guys decide to do it uh, completely different? Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, the team was you know founded out of Gothenburg, so uh, second largest city in Sweden, uh, with a lot of the team also working in Stockholm as well. People typically kind of going back and forth. Um, but uh, the question of the why did we start on the fully remote side is because simply the best talent is out there. I think anybody who has ever recruited and recruited just geolocation based um, uh, within their particular borders of their country will tell you that you give yourself a very, very small portion of the pool of amazing people around the world. So we were firstly wanted to find the best talent. And with these internet first entrepreneurs, like I said, um, who are running their own e-commerce businesses, uh, running their own ad networks, they're typically not based in their home country anymore. <laughs> typically they might be in a country with a slightly more beneficial tax 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 laws, et cetera. Um, so a lot of those people are, are, are based out of places like Malta, et cetera, that we, we find a lot of people who are based in um, uh, in, 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 in better beneficial tax havens as well. And, and it makes more sense for us to hire people uh, around the world in that case. You get yourself the best kind of cultural blends, you get yourself the best experience and the most talented people out there in the world. And it's, it's proved an amazing driver for, um, for hiring the best team so far. We got to 50 people this quick um, after having, you could say, only opened our, our doors for, 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 for hiring people in the past you know, six, seven months, really. And um, yeah, we'll continue that. Going forward, interesting. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, as I was gonna say that there is no uh, there is no junior kind of HQ, put it that way. Um, but what we do have is is uh, little hubs of, uh, of people who are now kind of collectively working in Stockholm or or in London or in Amsterdam. And whilst we're fully remote, um, we do give everyone like a stipend um, to uh, to uh, five hundred euros per month, where you can use that money. And uh, as a team or or a group of people, you can put that money together if you wanted and take a co-working space for instance in a in a you know in a we work or, or something similar um and uh, that's worked really really great as well it's really cool yeah and is it literally hiring anywhere in the world or are you predominantly now focused on maybe first in europe or deals have people elsewhere scattered around the globe no good question actually we um use an employer of record um who has been our, our, our partner for the very beginning a great company but uh, we um they've basically given us the ability to hire across 149 different countries wow. um is their is their offering and uh and uh, what i would say on that basis is um we can hire yeah across anywhere in short um but i would say what's become more realistic over time is that as we centralize certain teams you can see that there is hiring patterns to certain kind of time zones i believe we're actually split as a company across eight different time zones um but we don't want to drift too far from that as well. Um, and I think what will come as a realistic change would be um, that there would have to be some overlap 
Um, and we do have it right now that every team has an element of at least two to three hours a day of overlap on terms of time zones. Um, so as we grow, if we notice that we might hire more compliance people and they could be possibly then in Asia, uh, then at least then we would have a kind of a, a, a team focused on compliance, but would all work very closely together then on a more kind of Asian APAC type of time zone. If that was a change, because we don't have anyone, for instance, right now in um in a in 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 kind of place like Australia or anything like that. Um, but the furthest east we are in terms of time zone is is Thailand, um, um, and the furthest west we are in terms of time zone is Dominican Republic and Mexico. So yeah, quite quite far out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very smart. So you cluster or will cluster uh, the people or the the teams and disciplines and departments. Uh, as you grow um, in the specific uh, or dedicated uh, parts of the world. That's, uh, mm. that's really cool. You, you talk a lot about the upside, right? But yeah, literally having uh, access to the best talent out there, having a nice blend of people. Um, are there any challenges? Yeah, challenges. Um, challenges are finding the right people. I think as soon as you advertise a role online that says you're fully remote, people will just say, oh, great. I want to apply for a remote job. That's great. Sounds great. You know, let's go. Mm. And it's... Uh, it's not what we look for. Um, it's not good enough just to say, I want to work at Juni because you're remote and I get to work from home. Um, that's not something which is, I would say even a luxury anymore. I think it's a, a given in some people's cases and you'll find a lot of companies now are remote first um, or remote only. So it really comes down to the why people want to join Juni and, and it's very much in, important that that person really understands um, how Juni is changing the landscape but also what we're going to do to ensure that our customers get the best uh, in-class rewards and our product. And, you know, I always ask people who want to join Juni to really you know, read up about us. I'll give you the links, do the research, uh, and then, you know, let's talk. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's why people, I would say, won't probably pass the first stage maybe. Um, that's the main challenge. I, I think the second thing really then is is uh, is taking people from the worlds that we're, we're, we're looking for as well. We have two kind of separate worlds which we bring together. Uh, one of those is the world of FinTech and the other one is the world of uh, internet-first companies, e-commerce and advertising. So um, finding the specialists in those worlds um, is, is always the, the, the trickier part as well. But uh, with our offering, we're uh, very confident we, we can get them. And uh, we have so far, we've got some really big names to announce who are joining Juni, uh, which will come up in, in, in due course. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing in order to receive every episode as it's published. The fintech space is ever-changing, and we care about keeping you up to date with the latest happenings in this exciting space. If you wish to appear on the next episode of In Check with Fintech, please email podcast at teampcn.com. That's podcast at teampcn.com. Pretty cool. So it's about kind of um, having the right reasons or motivations, if you will, for the people joining, being fully remote and not just because it's fully remote, it's great to join Juni, but it's Juni first and then it's great to be fully remote. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I really mean it uh, when I say this, you know, Juni has, um, you'll start hearing something that we come up with, we'd say, say a lot, but we have premium, you know, packages in terms of what we offer people. Um, and uh you know, we're very open about this, but I think we can come on it very, very, very shortly. Um, but yeah, we, we offer premium kind of option packages, premium salary packages. So um, that's not the, the concern here. And, and it's more about people really believe in Juni and, and see the upside. That's what we really look for. 
Thanks. No, let's, let's talk a bit more about that, Nick. How do you then with people having around, uh, yeah, being remote first? I know that companies like uh, Stripe, for example, in the fintech space, doing something similar. Um, and they have a policy around their kind of compensation, if you will. How do you guys approach that, the, the compensation topic? Yeah, so we, um, from the very beginning, have built a, a logic which is um, all based on, on, on a few calculations, but all set against industry benchmarking. Um, and that logic is, is, is fair, it's robust, but also it's, uh, it's transparent. And, and that's really what is the driver for, for Junior and people who, who are working at Junior is the fact that we believe transparency is the key foundation of great teamwork and trust builds on that teamwork itself. So if you give your employees the trust and, and the belief um, that there's nothing that's hidden, then they'll of course give you that back as well. And um, from the very beginning, we've shared all of our salaries, all of our stock options, um, you don't negotiate your salary when you join uni, you get offered a salary and um, that takes into consideration a few factors um, that factors. And, and this is very upfront from the beginning. So we never get to the end of the process where people say, oh, well, I want more money or I want less, you, you know, from the very beginning. So we don't waste your time as well. But those factors that, that formulate that calculation is based upon, firstly, responsibility. And uh, I want to clarify, that's a different sentiment to how most companies hire. Most companies will pay you based on your experience. But we don't pay on experience, we pay on responsibility. That means that you can have X amount of years of experience, uh, but you might be in a stage in your life where you maybe want to spend a bit more time with your family. Maybe you want to spend a little bit more time uh, following a certain uh, outside of work activity. That doesn't mean that you should be uh, thrown into a role of great experience and great responsibility and you have to prove yourself and work long hours. If you don't want to do that, you don't want to do that. There's no, there's no harm in that. You're, you're, you're a human being, you're allowed to work as intensely as you want to. So uh, you will have different responsibility levels that reflect that. And, and on the flip side as well, you could be someone who is hungry and, 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 and wants to take all this responsibility and move up through your, your career very quickly. And well, we'll give you that responsibility level as well. So we pay based on responsibility, uh, first and foremost, um, to cater for different people's needs. Then we factor in cost of living, where you live in the world. We kind of categorize across four different pay grades, but uh, one is called ridiculous and it goes all down to low cost of living, um, which slightly affect your, your pay. You could say down either um, uh, 10% or up uh, by 10%. And then um, and then lastly as well, we also pay on a few different variable factors, but if you're an engineer, product, or AI machine learning, um, data engineer, et cetera, you, you'll take different multipliers on that as well. Uh, but based on that logic, we can then formulate very, very highly beneficial compensation packages. You know, I'll just summarize, because yet again, this is all very transparent. You know, we advertise it on our roles. Um, uh, the lowest salary that anyone can join Junior on is is is, is on a on the basis of living in a high in a high cost of living city such as Amsterdam. Uh, the lowest you can take is a uh, forty eight thousand euros per month okay. per month. Sorry, per year. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, forty eight thousand euros per year, and uh, and it kind of goes up. And and if you look at the top end, um, you know we pay. If you look at tech leads or um, and I say top end of of, of salaries for for lead. Engineers, you know, we're paying around 140,000 euros per, per year as well. Um, you know, if you look at how our VPs are compensated, you know, we're talking, um, be it again, without stock options, because we also base it on if you take stock or not. But if you take no stock options, you know, you'd be talking about 175,000 euros, sea um, level, et cetera, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and if you look at then stock option packages, you know, we're talking about directors joining the business, taking around half a million euros of stock options in the very beginning. 
uh, engineers taking around 200,000 euros of stock options. And anyone who just works in the business, uh, when we kind of base on three different categories, uh, a business um, uh, user, someone who joins as a customer success hero, maybe joins as a marketing uh, pro kind of, you know, will take 50,000 euros of stock options. Very interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's cool to see how transparent you guys are about that, but let's talk about it in a little bit. I, I was wondering, in terms of cost of living, right? So you say one of the variables is kind of cost of living on which the uh, model is based when it comes to to salary. What if one decides to move from a, let's say, uh, low cost of living to a ridiculous cost of living place? Does that then have an effect on the salary? Are you as flexible to say, okay, well, then you'll get a, a different salary or are there certain yeah, exactly. requirements that come with that? No, exactly. Wherever you live in the world, we base it yet again on trust. Um, we're not going to police where people live. We expect them to to trust and, and to be honest. Um, yeah. So if someone says to us, hey, I'm living in um, Spain, and for instance, they're living in a, a city with a very high cost of living, such as uh, Madrid, or then let's say they uh, move to a city uh, with less cost of living, uh, like Murcia, possibly, uh, we expect them to communicate that to us. Uh, as long as the rule is, if you spend more than six months of the year in that particular place, then that's where your um, salary will be recognized. Because uh, we appreciate a lot of people have the ability now to travel and to move around the world. You could be a digital nomad, like Virginia. But where you spend the majority of your time, and the basis typically is six months, that's where your salary would be uh, calculated for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, fair enough. All right. Okay. And then that the transparency is you guys, would you talk openly about salaries, the minimum you pay, the maximum you pay? Um, kind of that transparency policy is that around salaries or is it about everything or how does that drip through in the in the organization and the way you operate yeah um so this is actually really interesting we share everything in terms of internal communication such as you know investor reports what we're confident about obviously what we need to improve uh we share all the feedback so we have a few great tools that capture feedback from our team you know what are they happy with what do they want to see improve what do they want to change um all of those comments every single particular part of feedback is shared with the team so we're not trying to hide the bits that we're worried about or bits that people say hey uh you told me this but you haven't done that uh, and we will own it if we if we if we feel like we're not doing something correct we'll, we'll share it we share everything um when it comes to i said compensation um, but also one thing that we really want to share very soon is, is all this openly with the public. Um, it's the reason why we created it was to share this openly. Um, so what we're rebuilding now is actually our notion page, which is a, if people are not familiar with notion, it's a kind of centralized intranet, um, for like a, a wiki you could say for your company. And the whole plan is that we'll use this as a recruitment tool as well, that people will just have access, access to our notion as a member of the public you can access our notion there will of course be certain parts of our notion page which is uh, restricted due to um you know um, platform due to security due to uh, all those matters which relate to our product but uh, when it comes to the people everything that will be open sourced so um yeah you'll watch this space soon you'll uh, see that very very shortly I mean, this is going to sound very blunt. I don't mean that blunt, but why why do you do that why do you choose this approach because it's not very common right so why, why do you do this um, why? Because I've seen too many companies who don't know how to be open, who typically have people in their teams who earn more than their managers, who go to the bar after work and say, hey, how much do you earn? Oh, why do I earn less than you? You, you do the exact same job as me. And we don't ever want that to be a problem. Um, people, people need trust. And uh, it's like any relationship, if it's your partner, if it's your friends, if it's your workplace, 
you have to trust you'll do the best work that you, you that you're doing you'll be all in on it so that's why we do it that makes total makes total sense so what kind of positive effect does it have yeah it's been amazing um we of course you know catch up with our team on a feedback we do lots of different feedback loops especially being remote you know you have to touch base you know uh, on a kind of scheduled bi-weekly we do the, we do uh stand-ups um we're doing uh we, um, you know we do a catch i do a catch up with everyone in the company um every six weeks and every manager every month everyone who joins will speak to the ceo on day 30 day 90 um aside from that as well um we set very clear expectations and and and, and people are very positive when it comes to well i know up front what my expectations are i know what up front what my salary is i know up front what everyone has in terms of in terms of um, options i know it's like someone said it to us the other day they said on my third day i was given the keys to the bank you could say and it really meant that they would get everyone gets given access to whilst they can't do certain transactions everyone gets given access to our junior bank account you know they can see what's in our accounts there's nothing that's hidden in that case and yet again the same sentiment is felt when it comes to all of us is that we will say you know we're very very proud and also very very happy to have this level of trust and um yeah it's uh, it's something which we see in the feedback sessions that um everyone everyone is uh is very very excited about you know the ability to also be open about that not feeling that there is any closed doors um so yeah it's a it's a shared sentiment even across my it, 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 even for myself you know I'm, I'm very very proud of it i can imagine yeah i guess it just it has a positive impact on retention for sure right people want to stay because they know what's going on everyone's open and honest with them um, there's no uh, going behind their back type of situations in the most extreme form that is, of course, but um, people will be happier. Completely. And happiness is the main driver. You know, we, we we measure a lot of particular details, as most companies do in the data-driven mindset that most companies are in today. But uh, one, of the, one of the biggest drivers for us is, is what we call ENPS. So people will know the, the term net promoter score is how you... Uh, check how happy your customers are but people very rarely check how happy their team are so enps is the employee net promoter score and ours has stayed consistently above 60 um our whole time since we've been created uh, but we again we're, we're not afraid to say there are things that we need to improve still and the promises that we've made um so actually in well by the time this hopefully goes out we would have done it but uh, in around a week we're sending the whole company to barcelona um for a, a company alignment that we do every quarter um, due to obviously travel restrictions, we haven't been able to do it just yet. So the first time everyone's going to be brought to one destination, we've got an amazing five-star eco resort that we've taken over and uh, oh. certainly put some budget across across it. But uh, it's it's very important that we get people aligned. And uh, at that point, we'll be addressing a lot of those promises that we've made and, and, and fulfilling those is what we're proud to say. And we expect our ENPS, which is right now around 62, um, to hopefully rise back up again to above 70. And anything, anyone who knows the term ENPS will always know, on, or NPS will know a score above 70 really is the excellent benchmark that you look for. Absolutely, yeah, I love that. Um, great, back to your role. How, because you've done similar roles before, right? How does the way that um, Juni operates, uh, scaling remote, um, being so transparent and stuff, how does that, what impact does it have on your role if you compare that to other? Is it different or is it, much the same, but just with more openness, if you will. To be honest with you, the, the, I, I believe I believe it, 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 things don't change drastic, drastically in the sense of the, the work that you the work that you do. Um, I believe very openly, if I'm if I'm being transparent, uh, yet again, is that um, I've never worked in a, a, a workplace with such happiness and, and so, such go-getting attitude, so much inspiration, um, which 
yet again, changes the way that you work. Whilst the work is very similar, it changes the way that you work. Um, and that's been the biggest change is uh, waking up and, 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 and really finding absolute joy and happiness in what we do um, is the main change. Right. And now there's been a lot of exciting stuff happening uh, very recently with obviously the uh, big investments you guys got. Um, you guys continue to grow. I mean, 50 people over the last 10 months or so uh, is quite impressive. Are there any exciting plans you guys have in the medium to short term that you can share with the audience? Um, yeah, um, I, I don't think I can say it, but there is. A, I would certainly say that there is uh, something which will be um, due due out in, in due course, which will uh, hopefully by this point that this goes out might be there. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've got a lot of very exciting stuff and uh, very exciting announcements. Um, so I would just encourage everyone to follow Juni on 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 LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram, etc. As we're growing a team, you know, we're taking the team from let's say fifty to one fifty um, in the next kind of. 12 months with the right people um, there is a lot of opportunity here but uh i would say if anyone is is interested in the world of, of, of e-commerce and advertising and interested in in, in how juni can change that landscape you know, do reach out to me i'm i'm, I'm always online at some point so uh, you will find a lot of fantastic news coming out in in, in the next couple of weeks but uh, that's all i can say on that matter all right okay fair enough where can people go if they want to find out more yeah, good question. Uh, our Instagram handle, I believe it is uh, Get Juni. It's a it's a, it's an Instagram handle at uh, at Get Juni. Uh, same thing for Twitter, Get Juni, G E T J U N I, and and of course our website is www.juni.co. Juni, J U N I dot co. Great. Well, thanks, Leroy, for uh, for being on the show and sharing these. Uh interesting insights um it's it's cool to see how uh you guys have used the i guess it's maybe a bit also using the opportunity that the uh pandemic has given us with with being fully remote um to actually put that into action and to rolling it out so seriously thanks for sharing your views on that or thanks for being on the show well, thank you for having me i've enjoyed it right and thanks uh, everyone for listening to uh yeah yet another episode of in check with fintech uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to uh, our podcasts uh, on uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, on, or any other platform that you're using. Or feel free to share this with uh, your friends, family, colleagues, um, who you recommend to listen to the podcast as well. Um, and uh, tune in again next week for another episode. Thanks for listening. And we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from our partner, Free a Girl, who are dedicated to founding child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Eveline, CEO and founder of Free a Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars, or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away, together with their youth, family, and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us, unlock their freedom and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freeagirl.com for more information. Thank you.